Four guys with three decades of friendship, located across two states with one bond. Grab your drink of choice and join the conversation. Welcome to Brotherhood of Banter. Right, welcome to Brotherhood of Banter. Uh, we have uh, Edgar over there on one corner. What's and up, everybody? We have Louis, Louis, and uh, NJ, New Jersey, over there at the other corner. What's up, everybody? And, and we have Diego in Tampa, Florida, over there on the other corner. Greetings, peoples. <laughs> and I'm Ricky, and welcome to Brotherhood of Banter. What's up, everyone? So what are we drinking today? What are we starting off this conversation with? Drinks. Oh, of course. La Coronita. Coronita. Yeah. Oh, it's actually called that. Coronita. I didn't realize that. <laughs> I thought yeah. he was just, like giving it a baby name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coronita. Please tell me that's still not from the same 12-pack you've been putting away. No, I bought a 24-pack. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so you'll be good for like, the next three months. I'm good for the whole season, baby. <laughs> what do you got, Ricky? I got a, a cup of water right here. Mm, mm, living on yeah. the edge, this guy. Don't uh, <laughs> don't don't overdo today. it over there, bro. I won't. I won't. <laughs> Are you still drinking the uh, the drink you had last week? Actually, yeah, because I, I, I haven't uh, I haven't had it since since the last episode, so. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna start reserving the the scotch, like I'll drink the bourbon throughout the week because I like to do that with uh coke uh, with coke for coke and whiskey, but I think I'll reserve the scotch for you gentlemen. So yeah, I'm drinking the Balveni. Special occasion. Yeah, man. Why not? Well, I'm just having <laughs> a, just a simple cup of Joe in my Ninja Turtle cup. I'm trying to Ninja uh, Turtles. Woo. Yeah, just keeping it nice and chill for the episode. Good stuff, nice. man. So how's you guys' week been? What have you guys been up to this week? Uh, since we spoke last Tuesday, it was um, it was a nice chill week. Uh, I know today's topic is going to be with careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the jobs that I had before for all the listeners was Home Depot. And due to this uh, COVID-19, I had to uh, go back to Home Depot for three months. So my schedule kind of changed. So right now at Home Depot, everything's... It's okay. It's good. Everything's opening up again. So we're starting to see a couple more uh, customers joining, coming to the store to shop. Uh, everything's nice and chill, though. Like, they're still maintaining with uh, with the mask and the gloves and, you know, some of the restrictions are six feet apart. So other than waking up at, like I told you guys, 3.30 in the morning, it was a nice, easy week. What about you guys? How was it uh, for you? I finished up uh, my this like period of like a week and a half that my mom was was visiting with my sister up here from Miami, and that was great, man. That was really really good. It was uh, my kids had a blast. It was great for them, like for their morale to just see another you know some different human faces for for a few days. The cooking was phenomenal. You know, just ridiculous. <laughs> I have a ridiculous amount of food both uh, in the refrigerator. And frozen, like cooked food. Wow. Yeah. My mom Red basically left and... me stash left me a stash for like a freaking year, man. It was 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm not mad about that. That's good, man. You're ready for the coronavirus. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. I'm ready for round All two. Right. Um, and then um, aside from that, just uh, actually um, while my mom was here, I helped her launch a podcast of her own. So I'm just doing podcasts left and right right now. <laughs> wow. What's the number counting up to right now? Uh, like four or six? Honestly, bro, uh, I'm at uh, one, two, three, four. I'm, I think I'm at five now, yeah. Five. Nice. Yeah. So, five so different? Mind you, yeah, but not podcasts that I uh, – two of them are not some that I'm hosting. I'm just producing them. Okay. Yeah. So you're behind the scenes. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so far we have this Brotherhood of Banter. Yeah. We have uh, Geekology 101. Right. And the other one would be? I just launched a, <laughs> a podcast called Amusing. Okay. And uh, that's uh, that's one that's been brewing for a very, very long time. Edgar, I think I shared with you the concept for some time back, right? Yeah, I think it yeah. was great. Yeah. You yeah. It to me. So, um, yeah, man. Uh when was it either last night or the night before? I just, I think after helping my mom's podcast come together because she, you know, her whole thing is helping women and, you know, her uh, route of doing it is through Christianity. And so, you know, I helped her assemble this podcast. We recorded uh, a total, I think of 13 episodes are already all edited and pre-scheduled. She's, she has podcast wow. episodes airing through like the first week of August or something like that. Um, you know, created her Facebook page for her podcast and everything. Like everything's set. You know, she said all she has to do is basically awesome. promote it, and they're going to be um, airing every single week. What is she doing? Like twice a month? No, no, uh, once a week. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and her okay. episodes are real short too, just fifteen minutes a piece. Um, mm-hmm. And it's again, it's her topic. She's trying to reach out to women. She's trying to reach out with you know uh, messages of healing and hope and uh life restoration through the christian faith that's her entire focus and mission so it was just it was a it was a a great experience to um to put it all together with her it was a great bonding time too for us um and i think that working with her on that since it's something that she's going to be helping women through i it made that itch that i've been having about amusing about that podcast idea even stronger because that's the podcast that is like closest to my heart. The podcast idea that's like really about me helping other people in a way, mm-hmm. inspiring other people. And it's been a long, long time coming. And um, yeah, man, after she and my sister left, I was like, screw it. I, I need to get this thing done. I need to get it out there. So, um, so yeah, it's up there, man. And um, I'm waiting. For, yeah. So, so this, uh, that podcast amusing. Yeah. Uh, that, that's about, uh, inspiring other people. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's actually not like a one word amusing, amusing. It's a musing as in like oh, amusing, amuse, a musing, a musing. Yeah. Amusing is a, a period awesome. of deep thought, right? Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of the podcast is that if you kind of stop and pause and observe anything around you, you know, uh, it could be nature. It could be, you know, pausing on something you read. It could be, you know, a concept from a movie. Like anywhere you can draw inspiration from it if you just pause and, oh. you know, quit the distractions. And so um, each episode is that. It's one observation on something 
that has inspired me in some way, and I just kind of share the idea with with other people. Cool. Right, so when well, should we expect the first episode, or is it already out? It's up already. Yeah. Um, I think right now it's up on Spotify and. Um, in a few other spots, I'm waiting for Google Podcasts and I'm waiting for Apple Podcasts to um, to green light it. So yeah, it's up already. Um, the first episode is up, and the next one is airing. I think next week, the second episode is coming out next week. So I'm gonna start doing. I'm gonna do that one once a week, like this one. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that one. That one really is like like that's a podcast that I'll never try to monetize. That's a podcast that I'll never try to um like seek any benefit from you know that's my gift <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah geekology right. i have a ton of plans like right now joshua and i just um we recorded a a little podcast announcement where we let people know that we're going on a little hiatus um because i'm in the middle of designing a website for the podcast i'm in the middle of planning out a whole bunch of stuff for like new content for the podcast and then um so we'll return in like a week or so um give myself time to to work on some stuff so so yeah man it's exciting this podcasting world like it just doesn't doesn't get old for me man i really i'm enjoying this journey yeah same wow here. that's cool man <laughs> ricardo how was uh your work week what did it involve uh did you train <laughs> <laughs> well yeah yeah i'm not not doing too much of training you know uh, now and day uh, but yeah, I, I worked, um, spent time with the family. Usually on the weekends, I always, you know, I always spend time with my family, my brother, my mom, my brother's family, which is, you know, is composed of, um, he has three daughters. Oh man. So nice. I got, yeah. So I got three nieces. What ages? Know, between, between the ages of 12 and five. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. So there's a lot of running around. <laughs> hopping, on the, hopping on the bike you know chasing yeah. them down yeah uh yeah yeah there's a lot of fun with them man they keep me they keep me extra young <laughs> you know? I bet. yeah man so you know i always spend time with the family and uh working not not working too much now and day mm -hmm. um but yeah man all good life is exciting <laughs> yep good stuff man the comic, book, the comic book shops open. I know you guys have been dying to hear that, but the comic book shops are opening again. So please go and get your new stash of comics, gentlemen. <laughs> your local comic book shops. I went and I got me a stack of, you know, stack of hardcovers that, that I'm going to make my way through. Been itching for some new comics, man. It's been a while. Wow. Hey, Diego, but are yeah. you, so you've been out there. You've seen what's going on out there with, you know, what's open and things like that not really man no the comic no. book the comic book shop is actually the first spot that i visit aside from the from the grocery store and i haven't even actually set foot in a grocery store i just do walmart pickup okay this episode brought to you by walmart no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> extra promo extra yeah, promo. yeah i mean if walmart wants to pay us you know please go ahead might as well <laughs> louis how about you what did your uh your weekend tell well, my, I mean, standard work, uh, obviously, um, for those that aren't aware, are more of uh, um, like in the tech business. So I work from home currently. And um, so I've been doing that, a lot of uh, remote support type of thing. And um, when I'm not working, 
I've been trying to get uh, my Call of Duty scores up there. I've been playing a lot of that. That's more important. Nice. Priorities, man. Priorities are like Yeah, that. man. I've been trying to unlock a weapon all week, and I did, and it's awesome. So I've been using it, kicking this, ass. Look at this man achieving goals and whatnot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so you, you tell the wife, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. I'm busy right now. You know? I'm busy, right? I'm doing computer work. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but Maybe no, yeah, definitely like after wait. work. Sex can I wait. Gotta... This gun that I'm trying to unlock, it's a, it's a lifetime thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like oh, after work, a couple of hours, get in there, just get your mindset, you know, just uh, just change your mind from doing yeah. like uh, everyday monotonous work or or tech work. Just give your mind a break type of thing. Good stuff. Yeah. What other games are you into, man? Uh, pretty much a lot of shooters. So Battlefield 4, um, Call of Duty. Be careful playing, with this uh, guy. World War Z. <laughs> Um, but, uh, that, and even Starcraft, which is like real time strategy. Mm, so okay. obviously spent a lot of time doing that. All right. Nice man. Yeah. I remember yep, when yep. I went to, uh, to New Jersey, uh, what were we playing gears? Uh, I think we sat in, a, in his basement for like two days straight. Like we didn't <laughs> see daylight. We just ordered pizza and had some drinks and we, we, I mean, we, how many games did we play? <laughs> We played uh, through the second one, so uh, we, we started, I think, the third one. We got, like, halfway. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was several hours. But, I mean, what else am I going to do up here? <laughs> I don't want to go to the stores. <laughs> it's too cold, right? What is it, like a, a hundred? No, it's not. It's cold. The weather's fine. I mean, it's definitely warming up. It's, like, 60s, so that's oh, good. Wow. But just the, uh, obviously, with uh, COVID-19 everywhere, I mean, what's mm-hmm. the latest? I think, like, 180,000 in, in just New Jersey. Wow! So, uh, I mean, I could look up the correct number now, but oh no, no, that's I, hear you, I hear you. How is um the approach they're taking over there? Because over here, uh, you know, things are just, I guess, opening left and right. Well, that's that's what they started doing. They started doing that with the uh, the parks, uh, primarily the uh, the parks. So they opened them. I believe it was uh, last. I think it was Friday or something. And then one of the local parks around here, which is pretty big, got a lot of traffic, a lot of people. So wow. uh, they weren't uh, doing the whole distancing thing. So the cops had to shut down, like, entrance to the parks so people couldn't, like, drive onto those streets anymore. So mm-hmm. that that's that. And then this Friday, they're opening all the ranges. So, like, um, golf courses and they're opening uh, the gun ranges and uh, some non-essential stuff for like um, for like eating outside only type of thing. So I mean, they're working a lot on on opening, but it's very clear that um, that I don't know, man. Personally, I don't think people are going to be respecting it the way they will be. The, right. I, I think they're changing their mind, thinking, "Hey, it's open, we're good to go," as opposed to thinking, "Hey, it's open." Let's take it easy and follow these measures so it doesn't keep happening type of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the confusion they're having. You know, uh, open doesn't mean safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was oh. that? Uh, what was that? That analogy I saw somewhere on a post on Facebook, I think, like, uh, um, oh, my parachute is working really well. I don't think I need it anymore. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, like, yeah it's true. Oh, slow That's down. Stay, stay with it. Stay with it for a little bit longer, man. I don't know. It's it's such a I get it though. You know, like the economy you, the longer you wait, the longer the deeper the hole, you know, that the economy's in. So I get the urgency um in in trying to reopen things and and honestly, man, like people's sanities, you know, not being able to go to a park sucks. You know, it's just, mm-hmm. God, I, I miss the movie theaters. What do you guys miss the most during this whole thing? Movie theaters to me are like my main thing that I miss. I, I feel like I want to go and watch a freaking new movie, you know, just <laughs> for real. I think for me is just because um, we, we tend to have this thing where we have like date night. So it's just having picking a different restaurant and just eating there. You know, that's mm. just the biggest thing. We mm-hmm. try different uh, places like, every time we go out to eat. So, like, that's it's, it's that simple. This is that. Being able to sit somewhere and eating. Man, I don't really miss anything, man, honestly. Like... Bro, shut up. You missed the gym. Don't even try it. You know you missed that gym, man. Come on. I actually, I'm like a gym rat, though. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm, I'm more of a rat than in the gym type of thing. You know, so... Like, I, I'm very, you know, indoors, and I, I spend a lot of time, you know, with myself, you know. Uh, so, I'm not so... Dude, it, it's crazy, because this has actually made me learn something, you know, about me. That it's like, it, you know, we're all in quarantine, and it's like all the places were shut down. And, dude, honestly, I did not really miss them, bro. <laughs> you know? Maybe it's sad to say, but no, no, I get you. Look, hey, you know the the whole thing of of introverts versus entro- extroverts and stuff. That's a reality, man. Like some of us, <laughs> yeah. some of us really don't need the stuff that everybody else needs. Like again, I move, I, I miss movie theaters, and that's kind of it's kind of where it ends for me because, <laughs> like, Dave and Buster sent out an email saying that they were opening up again. Hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, no. uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of stuff that I can really hold off a few more months, actually, without setting foot in. But just give me a movie theater. So, yeah, I'm like that. When it comes to me, it's more like, hey, I'd rather be inside anyway. But I do go love going out to eat, you know, uh, different restaurants. There's so much to eat around here. Um, and obviously, that's why I gain weight. You know, <laughs> <laughs> so you like being served because you could still you were still able to go out there and get the food. So you like being in the restaurant and having a waiter. Yeah, like wait the on whole. You. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the food tastes better when you're right there eating it as opposed to hey, you know, an hour later when it arrives. You know, if it arrives. <laughs> hey, yeah, man, I've had I've actually had a had a couple of pretty bad experiences because I've tried I've been trying to you know like support. Um, local restaurants and stuff through, you know, ordering, even though it's pretty damn expensive, but, but still like I've been trying to do it. And, and, and I think like, I don't know, 75% disappointment right there. Like it's just not a, not a pleasant experience to get food that's been sitting there for like 25 minutes or whatever. Yeah. It's definitely not the same as fresh. Yeah. And and uh, to correct my earlier statement, I said like 180,000, it's actually 150,000. Just uh, mm-hmm. FYI for those listeners. That what is that? Infected? Yeah. yeah, infected. Okay. Yeah, because I'm sure someone's going to message you with the correct. Yeah, but hey, that's not what it was. I'm like, well, okay, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I think there's a, there's a perfect time. We're going to take a break uh, when we come back from commercial. 
We're going to talk about our careers, our professions, the jobs that led us to uh, that destination, how COVID-19 is affecting us. And uh, for all the listeners that heard the previous podcast, I apologize for uh, my audio system. It was crap. I <laughs> recently updated because I heard it myself and it sounded horrible. Crap. And um, I mean, we're on our third episode. I don't know how many it takes to be official or legit, but we're on our way and we just made it to Nigeria. So that's that's a plug. <laughs> so uh, welcome Nigeria. back. Quick break. We're gonna go for another drink, and we'll get to it when we come back. All right, guys, we should um, take advantage and go get a refill. All right, but who's gonna get the drinks? Not it. Not it. Not me. Damn it! Fine, I'll, I'll go get it. I'll be back. All right, let's see. Uh, let me get uh, Edgar a little couple ice cubes here. There you go. Uh, let's see. Let me grab a cold one for Lewis. Okay, and uh, Ricardo, what the hell does Ricardo drink? Oh yeah, protein shake. All right, well, let me let me hook this thing up real quick. Some of that. Let's throw some creatine in there. Um, here we go. There you go. All right, let me take this to the guys. All right, gentlemen, here you go. Uh, Edgar, oh. here's your drink. Cold one for Lewis. Uh, Ricardo, threw in a little uh, extra creatine in there for you. Nice. Got to get the muscles growing. All right. You guys ready to get the show on the road? Let's do it. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. And welcome back to Brotherhood of Banter. We are here discussing our careers. And shout out to our Nigerian person. Whoever it was that was listening, I'm a big fan of Yolof rice. I believe it's what it's called. Very delicious. Thank you, and uh, keep on listening. <laughs> Wait, hold on. What, what rice? Yolof rice. Yolof? It, it, well, it's J O L. Man from Frozen. J- <laughs> I, I think that's Olaf. Oh, okay. Close yeah, enough. Olaf. <laughs> Maybe I'm mispronouncing pronouncing it, but I'm pretty sure you're mispronouncing it. Yeah. Any Nigerian. That you say, I'm pretty sure you're gonna mispronounce it. What type of rice? Uh, how does it taste? It tastes like yolof. <laughs> what is yolof? Uh, it, it's kind of like um, it has. Uh, it's like rice based. Obviously, it has uh, usually onions, tomatoes, uh, different types of like spices, um, and they normally add it with their like desired dish, kind of like uh, chicken or fish. Oh. Nice. Um, that sounds good, yeah. man. Yeah, but that it's, sounds it, like it, uh, Haitian rice. Yeah, it's mostly like a, like a social event or like a special occasion type. Okay, so I that's thought it was, was the exposed. name of the rice and not a full recipe. I thought that was no, no, it's, that's not a recipe. That's just the name. It's kind of like I don't know, like a cheeseburger, right? You, you think a cheeseburger, you know what it has. So this is yolof rice, and that's what it has. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I don't get that yeah, analogy. Yeah. But we can move forward, though. We, we're good. <laughs> he, he's just thinking about burgers right now. Yeah. <laughs> French fries, right, burgers. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about our careers, our professions. Uh, if we actually have made it there already, what jobs did we have before that? So since I started it off last week, who wants to do the honors of starting it off this week? Ricardo, tell us about your male stripper um, career. How did you get into it, and what exactly <laughs> drew you into that lifestyle and that career choice? No, male stripper definitely not not one of my professions. But my profession is. Wait, before you get to, before you get to your profession, do you want to take uh-huh. us on the path of how you got there? First job, first couple of jobs before before you got, or did you always want yeah. to do what it is that you do? Now? Yeah, I'm gonna take you deep. Don't worry. Okay. <laughs> here comes the deep. Into the strip. Yeah, let's Here comes the deep. So yeah, so I when my brother my brother was in the military, uh, he he joined the navy. And before even joining the Navy, he used to work out, you know, like, like to stay in shape. So um, basically, then he joined the Navy. And when he went into the Navy, I felt like I needed to man up. So I, I started working out, uh, just calisthenics. And then really quick, I got into weightlifting. My uncle, he uh, donated a Gold's Gym wider bench that me and edgar actually used to work out and diego you know we all used to work out in on that bench it was the one that you had in your backyard yeah that's the one we started off with yeah that was the old school bodybuilding bench so we started with that and you know it kept escalating you know we we were going from level to level you know I, 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 I didn't escalate. They they both <laughs> of them escalated. I they went to like Super Saiyan level three. I stayed at like <laughs> we escalated in different paths. <laughs> I never started. Just to be clear, I, mean, I never started. <laughs> yeah, Lewis never started. Lewis, I don't know where Lewis was. But uh so you know, I went from level to level, started stacking more weights. Uh then I needed to give up the bench. So I really started getting into weightlifting. Uh, and then my mom, she uh, signed me up to Bally's because she saw the real big passion in me. So she signed me up to my first corporate gym and I started working out there. And that was when I went to a different level because I had all types of weights. So I was like a little kid in a candy store, you know, uh, man. So so after that, um, I went through college, studied business administration because I knew I wanted to be a businessman. Um I didn't know what type of business I wanted to open. I didn't know my calling still. Uh, so I studied business, got an AA on that. And then um, then I started asking, actually, God, I started asking God. I was like, God, what, what is it that I should study? You know, what, what is it that I should specialize in? You know? God, and, God was like, I don't know. And God just said, exercise. That's all he said. So then I was like, okay, let me take a, I, I took a, a leap of faith and started uh, working in a corporate gym, 24-hour fitness. It was my first gym. And things got really exciting in there, man. I actually did pretty good sales and clients, and everything was really flowing. And then once I was there, I, I left 24-hour fitness. Um, and and actually, I got the opportunity to, before I left, I, I got the opportunity to basically open up a uh, my own my own studio, my own gym. But within, sorry, I forgot to mention, within the process of getting that opportunity, 
Um, when I was in 24-hour fitness, I actually went into studying. Uh, I, I took it up a notch since I knew that one of my callings was exercise. Uh, I took it up a notch and I studied exercise physiology and FIU. Uh, so then I became an exercise physiologist and you know had my own studio when I right when I finished um, my bachelor's and that. And it was awesome, man. Then I, I got to like literally construct the studio from, you know, from 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 scratch. I put the flooring, I ordered the the equipment, the the mirrors, and that's where I'm at now, man. Personal trainer. Yeah. You do yeah, like I mean, um, private clients, just like private clients. Yeah, just private clients, private clients, and I and small groups. Okay. Small group classes. Yeah. Before getting to yes. to that point in your life, did you have any uh, side jobs or other jobs? Uh, yeah, aside from the stripping. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no stripping. Yeah, I was I was always into a lot in sales and sales, and I was a lot in uh, basically in restaurant business. Funny thing, I was always in in sales jobs, always in sales jobs. Um, cell phone sales, um, direct TV sales, uh, what else, you know, that type of stuff. And, and then I started working a lot with restaurants, you know, as a waiter and catering jobs, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's funny how much yeah. that must've, that must've like help you, help you build the, the people skills that you needed for what you do now, because you have to, you know, for what you do, there's a great level of. I don't want to say it in the sales way, like, you know, trying to hassle people out of money, but you have to let them, you have to make them understand why they should trust you, you know, where they're going to invest money in you. Why are you the right guy? And I, I feel like with personal trainers, it's so much of it has to do with the credibility of the person that's talking to you, mm-hmm. you know, and the person that's training you. So like, I, I imagine that all that, even though it was unrelated seemingly to what you're doing now, it must've helped you prepare in some way, you know? Yeah, it did, man. That's funny that you say that. Yeah. Wow. Revelation. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Ed? Um, well, mine was a different path. I honestly didn't know what I wanted to do when I was little. I remember in fifth grade, my uh, the yearbook that I filled out, I said, when I grow up, I want to be an architect. That's what I put. And I put that because my dad was an architect. So I figured that was the easy answer. What I wanted to do as I grew up was uh, anything that had to do with drawing, you know, anything artistic. And I just didn't know which direction to take. Eventually, what I wanted to do was work for for Disney. But I wanted to do it in in like in the rides, not the rides itself. But, you know, what you see when you're going through the rides, for instance, like Pirates of the Caribbean. Cool. Like, you, know, the, you mean like animatronics and um, uh, just the, the sets pretty much, you know, everything okay. on, in the surroundings. Like I just wanted to be part of that because I figure I can uh, put my skills to use at the same time in something artistic because you're creating something, you're bringing yeah. something to life. So I think yeah. I can get so, a combination of all that. So that's where, so that's where your whole, like, uh, cause just on a, like on a hobby level, I see you constantly building little sets and stuff out in the front yard for like the holidays and all that. Yeah, that's see where all that comes from. Yeah, that's my. Wait that's a minute, Ed. So you you wanted to work at Disney World, 
But then you kind of had in your mind, let me make my own Disney World in my house. Correct. <laughs> that- yeah. I think, I, think, told- I think every Christmas season it's going to like escalate until he has a whole like more and more stuff. And- yeah, so uh, my plan for this year, and I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to get a chance to do it, but it's uh, doing the Nightmare Before Christmas. And that's because that's the wifey's favorite movie. I, I don't know if I'm going to get to do it in a way I want to because I figured if by then we're still dealing with this, it'll bring, you know, the the neighborhood mm-hmm. some joy. Yes. But before I got to my own Disney park in front of my lawn, I wanted to do, like I said, I wanted to do something drawing related or, or, or that, the scenes. But I wasn't able to choose my own path by the time I graduated when... For starters, I had mm-hmm. complication graduating. I missed a couple credits. I, I didn't graduate with uh, with the class of 2002. I had to go a whole different sideways, which cost me money, cost me time. I eventually mm-hmm. got my diploma, but it wasn't, you know, that wasn't part of, of the class coming out of there. But eventually I got it. So that worked. The second thing was that my dad, he brought me straight up into the company that, you know, we currently have now. So when I graduated, he had left uh, a company that he was doing uh, designs for. He he continued, you know, being an architect and and doing all those type of designs. So he got tired. He's like, I want to open up my own shop. And, you know, now that you're graduating, the best thing to do is for you to come with me. So I didn't have a choice. I didn't have the choice of uh, of saying, OK, dad, I'm going to go to college. I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Nope. It was like, OK, you graduated. Time to work. I got a little bit of taste in that during the summer. Because if I wanted my own stuff, I would have to, I had to earn it. So I would go working with them. At that point, it was fun. I was like, cool, I'm going to to use um, tools and all that stuff, make some money, buy whatever I want. At that time, it was fun. When it turned into an actual job, it was, uh, it was, it was miserable. I did it for three years when I was 18. I started at 18. And we were doing custom furniture, custom everything. It got to the point where it was just too... Uh, too stressful of a job. Uh, him and I weren't getting along. It uh, it kind of poisoned the relationship. So I was like, you know what? I'm done with this. I got to take off. And addition to that, uh, the engagement that I had with uh, my, my fiance at that time, uh, my friend that I told you guys that passed away, everything was just all at once. So mm-hmm. what I did was I said, I'm, I'm relocating. I'm moving. I don't care where I'm going. And within like a week, I had packed all my stuff in garbage bags. I threw it in the back of my Honda Accord at the time. And I took off. So I ended up in, uh, in California. While I was over there, I was able to get a job for AT&T. Uh, well, it was singular before it became AT&T. I was there when the first iPhone came out. After that, I went to Best Buy. I was in Best Buy for a little bit. I got transferred back to Miami. I continued in Best Buy. It didn't work out. So I ended up back with my dad. Continued doing carpentry again there uh, to the point where I, it was the same thing. It was just deja vu. So I ended up working for LA Fitness as a, a salesperson. I was trying to get people memberships. I ended up getting fired from there because I wasn't believing in, in their product. And I made it pretty obvious. And I, I told <laughs> them, if I, if I refuse to work in this place, I sure as hell am not going to charge people 70 bucks to come work out at a place that's, you know, just, just dangerous. Um, so, yeah, the machines weren't kept. They weren't, uh, they weren't upgraded. Pieces would fall off. Screws Whoa. were missing. So I, I just didn't believe in it. So I was like, forget it. <clears throat> so at the time, one of my dad's friends said they were hiring in Texas where he was living. 
he said they're they're painting houses or paying 18 dollars an hour i was like sure let's do it so at that time i had a mustang i got in my mustang i drove to texas when i got there the job was already taken by somebody else so i was like crap now what do i do i was an hour away from where my older sister lives <laughs> and i went to my older sister and i was like just let me stay here for a couple of days just to figure things out she lives in texas sir yeah she lives in houston She's okay. living out in Houston right now. So it was crazy. The my my brother in law, he's he's not very handy. So they had a a guy come to the house and just fix everything, you know, maintenance guy. While talking to him, my sister asked him if there was any, you know, job openings or is any way that that her brother can help. And she's like, He's very handy, he knows tools. He's like, I'm not hiring, but my brother is. And he actually worked uh, for a company that did food for international flights. So I was like, man, at this point, I'll take anything. So I, I go to the the location where they were at. It was a building uh, literally 10 feet from the fence that led you into the airport. So if I were to walk out of that building, I can see the airplanes take off uh, just a couple of feet away. So it was cool at nighttime. At nighttime, you get to see all the, the lights and everything. So I go there. They have uh, in, they didn't even have interviews. They took into the room with whoever was there for the job. And it was like six people, but they gave you, um, they gave you uh, like a cap for your head. They gave you a mask. They gave you a coat. They gave you everything. So we went in there. We watched the movies, and they're like, "We're gonna give you a tour of the place." We took a tour of the place, and we went from one room to the other. Uh, a lot of them were freezers. So I was like, "Man, this is no big deal." <laughs> so they're like, "You want the job?" I was like, "Yeah, man. I'll take whatever I can get." I I go to work the first day, and I'm just in a regular hoodie, and we're in a freezer that's 20 degrees. And the lady beside me, she was probably in her 80s, but she was like an octopus. She was just putting food platters like together, like with a quickness that I couldn't keep up. So I told the people, I'm like, man, relocate me. I can't do this. So they took me to a run another room. And when I realized lunchtime comes around, I go to the cafeteria and I'm the only guy with 50 women, five zero. And I was like... Wow what the heck did I get into? I'm like, is our men even allowed to be here? All the men were working as uh, truck drivers and I needed a specific license, so I was never able to get there. Um, mm -hmm. When I left that job, I ended up at Home Depot. I figured it'd be just for a year. I ended up getting the transfer to Miami and I spent eight years there until recently when I decided to leave Home Depot and continue with the carpentry company. Well, I went back to work with my dad, but this time as partners, not as an associate. And we've been doing carpentry for the past two years. He's been doing it since we started. And unfortunately, because of this COVID-19, it, it had us close the shop, you know, while all this passes. And it caused me to have to go back to Home Depot for a couple of months. Mm. So for the time being, I guess I'm I'm doing something related to what I always wanted to do. And going back to what you guys were saying about, you know, building all my my sets, I think that's as close as I'm going to get to right now is just, you know, building decorations for, for my front lawn. And mm -hmm. the first year, I just did like a huge toy store. You know, we had mm -hmm. uh, eight foot bears and uh, build the blocks and all that stuff. I thought it was just fun. But uh, November comes around and people were asking me, they're like, hey, what are you doing this year? We're waiting for you to start. I was like, who are you? And then like, we're your neighbors. I was like, <laughs> okay. And it was one after the other. I was outside what just, you know, preparing for what I was going to do. And everybody's like, hey, man, you started late this year. 
I was <laughs> like, and, and who are you? I was like, oh, I live around the corner. You know, we saw it last year, so we're waiting for this year. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, I'm onto something. To tell, to give you this much, people loved it so much that they started donating me boxes of lights. They started what? giving you lights and decorations, what and the? they're like, we have these timers that you can use. And huh. I was like, okay. So hey Ed, didn't didn't you show up on the news? Something like that. <laughs> I, I, Something if they recorded, like I have no idea. I mean, that, wait, you caused that blackout <laughs> a few years ago? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the other problem. That you know, it's it's a high bill for that uh, that yeah, month yeah. and a half. Uh, can yeah, I sure you have some money for your light bill? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, listen, I'm not, I'm not taking uh, donate light donations. <laughs> 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 Yeah, and, and the best, well, the best and the worst was when a hurricane hit down in the Keys because it's, I mean, it, it was bad for them, but it was good for me because Home Depot, they went on a sale and I was getting uh, anything Christmas related for like if something were like 50 bucks, I was getting it for like five. So I probably wow. wasted a good 600 bucks just in Christmas stuff. And I'm telling you, my whole living room, my garage and everything was just full of stuff. And I just bought it. I didn't even know what I was going to do with it. And I just bought it just to have it there in case my my whole sets change. And uh, last year I did a I did Mickey Mouse. I did my own Magic Kingdom, and uh, mm-hmm. I did a a sled the year before that actually fit uh, my wife's family in there. I mean, wow. her, her brothers, her sisters, not all thirty people I mentioned on the last episode. <laughs> and yeah, that's where we did our our Christmas pictures, and we'll see what happens this year. So yeah, that's what led me to to my career profession, and we'll see if anything changes from here on. Cool. So, pass right. it over to you guys. Well, here let, me, let, me wake, let me wake up, Louis. Louis, <laughs> what do you got? What led you to where you're at now? Drinking too much coronitas over there. <laughs> yeah, you get slumbery on us. Well, um, let's see. I guess. What got me into my current profession? Let's look back. Um, I'd say uh, gaming was a big part uh, because I remember uh, like having a computer, right? Like uh, I don't even remember where we got it. And um, it was like a desktop computer and I wanted to play games. So my problem was it wouldn't work, right? And I wouldn't know why. So then I read about them and what does it do and what do I need? And then I have to buy this. I'm like, okay, I bought this. Let me put it on. And oh, now it doesn't work. Why it doesn't it work? Let me find out. Because obviously it's not like my parents are going to pay somebody to go fix it. And two, I wasn't going to tell them that I broke it. So <laughs> it's mostly a matter of, hey, learn and, 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 uh, and, and go ahead and fix it. So that caused like, oh, okay, you know, the new game is out. Let me try to install it and it wouldn't install it wouldn't be compatible i had to do this and then that led my interest into uh computer repair um so i did that for um for was a summer at best buy a part of geek squad and then i went to uh staples for uh 10 years in which i would simply just fix customers computers so they'd bring it in and it has viruses and it has this and it has that. So within those 10 years and my interest in PC gaming, um, I started making my own computers, uh, my own gaming computers and making gaming computers for people I knew. And I was good at it. You know, it was, it was uh, I enjoyed it. It was fun. 
but um, like working retail would only, you know, uh, like get me so far when it came to uh, learning about computers. It came to a point where, okay, I, I know how it works. Show me something new. So then that got me working and searching for a different job. And I ended up in a data center uh, job for a company here in New Jersey. And um, I was like, um, like uh, learning about new hardware before it made it to the consumer market. So I would see things and components that people still haven't seen and won't see for, for years because the expense on these high-end data center machines is not something you and I could ever afford type of thing. Hmm. These are big companies um, investing billions and billions a year into getting these high-end performing computers. So um, working for that company, I was able to learn all about that, the new high-end components, understand how they work, and um, with my computing background, I was able to uh, understand why they would fail or why they wouldn't work. And um, that wow. I kept moving up in positions, and I became um, pretty much a deployment data center technician. So I could fly all around the world and fix the equipment. And I did that for five years. And this sounds is like an astronaut. <laughs> this is this yeah. is all without like you didn't you didn't go to college for this stuff, right? It's all self taught. No, no. See, funny enough, I went to college for business. Huh. So I have a, a bachelor's huh. in um, in business management, and um, it's just my hobby's always been computers. I've always been trying to get that game to work and understand why it didn't, and then fix it so it would. And that motivation has gotten me to where I currently am. Um, but uh, before I, f I finish about that other job, I would, um, like, I flew around for, like, three years. And I've gone as far as um, as uh, Sydney, Australia. Mm -hmm. Or I've been to Hong Kong or all over Europe, from Germany to Amsterdam to Ireland. Uh, I've been out to... Um, Brazil, so I, I've got see, like, um, and, and of course, all over the states from Chicago to Iowa to uh, wow. Virginia. Um, so it, you know, it's it's a whole experience getting to fly around and you know, working on equipment that most people have never seen before. Is the equipment the same no matter where you go? Well, the equipment, see, that's kind of tricky. Uh, essentially, is it the same? It's similar, but it won't be the same because you have like, <laughs> it, yeah, because it's like you have like a, a component, like a video card, right? So then you have a specific uh, uh, vendor or, or, or customer um, have a specific model of that card for a purpose and then a competitor of that would have a similar card to do the same thing so essentially they they are similar but not the same you get me yeah that's incredible that they fly you out to this place i guess it's because you represent that company right like the 
Because yeah, I mean, because the, my question, I guess, is why wouldn't they get someone that already lives there? Great question. Hmm. So, so when it came to the stuff, is that the company I worked for created the um, uh, created the 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 hardware, created the stuff. So. <coughs> Um, hire somebody locally when they've never seen the equipment. So gotcha. That, okay. Yeah, that's one of the reasons why I'd be like uh, flying around for whatever. Okay. Okay. That's pretty sweet. Um, I mean, any any job that includes travel, man. Well, that's not true. Not any job, but you know, like any job where you get to do something you legitimately like and it includes travel. That's that's kind of that's pretty dope. Yeah, I mean, it, it had its perks because as long as you finish what you had to do, then you had time for yourself to go and explore. So I, I made sure I stayed in the data centers for 48 hours, 24 hours, did whatever I had to do and uh, get it done. So then I could go and explore and eat the food and walk around and wow. take the sights. Lou, you know? You know, Drink the whiskey. Isn't that, is, isn't that kind of like the story of, of uh, Bill Gates or... Um, uh, the Apple guy, what's his name? Um, Michael uh, Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. <laughs> you say Michael Douglas? Steve Jobs. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so I was about to say oh, Michael yeah. Dell, but yeah. but yeah, You're so, a natural so, technologically historian. <laughs> no, but one of those guys had the story that they they were trying to fix a computer because something wasn't right in computers, and then they end up. Well, I know well, one of those I mean, guys has a story own... like that. They have their bases in which, oh, you know, something isn't working the way I want it to. So let me go and start this company and make it my way. And uh, I mean, a lot of people do that. Like, um, like you said, Michael Dell or or you have Bill Gates and, and, and stuff like that. But like as opposed to starting my own company and, and you know, being filthy rich, <laughs> it's more of a Jeez, work for no, people would... that have the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember as far as what was it, fourth grade, fifth grade, that uh, Lewis has always been a whiz at the computers. Man, I remember sitting there and playing a Sim, no, not Sims, uh, Sim City, for like yeah. hours at a time, and that was his creation. And he's like, "Hold on, let me fix this and fix that." And to this day, I don't know anything about computers, but it, I mean, it goes <laughs> that far back, you know, for you, I guess, destroying and putting back together those computers. Yeah, and I guess it's like that's really it, man. It was just getting the game to work. That's that's what inspired everything. <laughs> yeah, I guess when you have something, it's not a job anymore. Yeah. Um, so I did that, and in the last two years, it was mostly like um, uh, like creating uh, unknown, like uh, like you you would have like more of a support role for all the technicians in the field, so they would have an issue. And then my role at that for the past last two years was to uh, find a solution to an unknown problem type of thing. So mm -hmm. there's an issue going on, solve it, talk to whoever you have to talk to in the company and um, fix it. And this would be from technicians all over the world. Wow. So, yeah. So how so do, how, do like, like, how are the projects structured for you? Are you, are you expected to like, follow a certain schedule or something like that or because that seems like like something that would favor a very free-flowing kind of <laughs> yeah they, they would have um 
like uh, at that job, they would have uh, support, like uh, local support from their local managers or their local leads before um, it reached out uh, to me. So it would have to go through the entire chain before it reached out to uh, my team and, and, well, the guys I was working with. Um, and then that's it. Something came up, find a solution, type it up, send it to them. And, and that was it. Did that for two years. So then after that job, I mean, uh, gaining that experience really helped in my current job. And uh, my current job, my current role is a data center engineer. So what I do now <clears throat> is as opposed to the traveling part, it's mostly, which, I mean, I, I have traveled. I've gone to London with this company. But what I primarily do is maintain a data center as opposed to maintaining the knowledge base or creating knowledge base for, uh, for technicians. So then I, I, so in other words, I changed from helping people solve their problems to uh, maintaining a data center in, in all aspects from, from anything from, Hey, uh, these, these new equipment, let's set up the racks and putting the power cables and the hey, uh, ethernet cables and all that. Yeah. Why don't you just, why don't you just like work, you know, like work at NASA or be, become an astronaut <laughs> or something because you've been all over the U S all over the you know world and you've worked with computers and, all over. All right. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, <laughs> I had a question. I had a question. Listen, yeah. What is talking about computers and stuff? What is your favorite? I want to ask all of you guys. What is your favorite computer company? And let's be honest. Be honest. Let's pretend we're not on air. Be honest. Go for it. Which is your favorite one? Um, <laughs> well, I mean, uh, like personally, I've been a big fan of non-Apple products yeah. and a big fan of specific brands that like uh, make their own components like uh, Asus or uh, Corsair. I mean, there's tons of different companies that make the components Apple. for the computers. Um, and then people like uh, companies like uh, Dell and HP uh, or Toshiba, whoever, they buy these components from those companies to make their computers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so I got to return my HP then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got can't support them anymore. Me, I don't really <laughs> know. Like, like I told you, told you earlier, I don't know anything as long as it's working and it's getting me what I need. I mean, I guess I'll go with what I have now and it's the HP one. Uh, yeah. What do I have, Louis? <laughs> what did I tell you? Yeah. I have? <laughs> you have an HP. Yeah. HP. <laughs> what's the What's the rest? Is there like a specific name for it? Uh, I forgot the model number, but I mean it, it's standard. It's uh, for um, obviously for your podcast, eight gigs of RAM and terabyte hard drive. Edgar only used Edgar only used calculators most of his life, so <laughs> it serves his purpose. He kept wondering why he couldn't text through them, why his text messages wouldn't go out. <laughs> but I will have to agree with Lewis about the whole Mac thing. The only thing I feel like is like they take too much of your information and you got to get so much permission just to do like the normal day-to-day -day things. 
you know? I think it's more of a preference. I mean, Apple stuff, it works, you know? It, it does work. Oh, yeah, it's sure. just not not for not for me personally. And I know a lot yeah. of people are big fans, but not for me. Not, not to follow, to finish what I was uh, saying when it came to my my job now. It's just, just like I said, it was just maintaining the stuff, and it's a good company, and hey, you know? That's where I am now. <laughs> What's Fun your stuff. company's name? Are you allowed to say it on air? Um, I, I guess, but I don't know if I. I don't <laughs> let think I let want me not to, put you on the so... spot. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just say you work for your like company. That. You're the brain of the company. <laughs> <laughs> but no, definitely. Um, but yeah, I'm like a lot of people choose HP or Dell or Toshiba Dude, I like when you Apple, open them up. Man. Yeah, or Apple. <laughs> I think that's what he was just or, trying no, to get across. I'm not promoting Apple, but I like the graphics and I like that it's like it's very easy friendly. That's why I like it. My that's man. what I that's that's what I wanted to ask you guys. What what company do you like and why? So Diego, which one do you like? Uh look, yeah, Apple man. <laughs> I, I'm I'm like as a designer. You know, I appreciate I appreciate design simplicity, user experience in mind for any product that I get. So Apple to me is just you know superior. I know there's there's plenty of of, uh, of computing out there that has you know superior hardware capabilities, right? The firepower is stronger, but um, maybe because I don't need those things for my day to day mm -hmm. or for my career, maybe that's the reason why I don't you know find like a need to force myself to get out of it i also appreciate the whole like integrated ecosystem that apple has with its products that's something that i really really love you know the fact that i'm able to like from my apple tv to my macbook to my imac to my iphone to my kids tablet you know like we're able to intercommunicate extremely easy like you don't have to you know download any additional apps or anything like it's all just it's there it works out of the box um wow. I, I appreciate that like you know yeah, yeah, I won't, I won't steal uh, Lewis's number here, but you won't promote Apple. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess everybody uses what you know serves them in their in their life. You know, everybody has something different going on, so you need different preferences. So, uh, D, tell us about your path. Um, similar to uh, you, Edgar, I when I got out of high school, I really had no clue what I was going to do, so I kind of like defaulted to. I feel like the default was either psychology or business uh, when you didn't know what you were going to do after high school. So I defaulted to business. And so I started, you know, studying business. And then when I got, I think it was like my th second or third semester in community college that I got to an accounting class and I, I don't like math. And when I got to that, uh -huh. that accounting class and I realized how much more accounting classes I would have to take moving forward, I was like, nah, screw this, man. This is this is not for me. So um, so then I, I kind of like dropped out of community college and I started doing a whole bunch of odd jobs, like sales jobs, a lot of sales jobs. Because people, um, people would like see me if I went on an interview or something like that and they would be like, oh, you can speak. You know, you're charismatic. You must be great at sales. But I hate sales. I really hate sales. I don't wow. like taking people's money, period. And that's a problem when it comes <laughs> to sales, you know? So right. um, that eventually, uh, that whole sales path led me to work in the Miami Herald 
in the advertising department. Um, and I wasn't designing anything at that point. Like design and creativity were nowhere in my train of thought as possible career choices because I never, I only took like a single art class in, in school, in high school. Um, and I always saw kids who um, were all about the art and would like plan their entire careers for their futures to be all about art. And they walked around with those huge portfolios. I don't know if you guys remember in high school, right? Giant brown portfolios, and like they had their work from like since they were you know toddlers <laughs> or some shit. So, um, and I didn't have that. So I figured, you know, it's like there's no way I'm I'm late to the game. You know, like these these people have been prepping since they were you know since they were in high school to be able to show something to a college, you know, to an art school. So I just never considered it, man. I never considered um, art as a career. So anyway, I'm in the Miami Herald and I remember the, the advertising department in the old Miami Herald building, which, which they knocked down, they demolished already. The whole second floor was completely open space. Like it was, there was, there were no walls. And so every single sub department of the advertising department was completely accessible to anybody. So I was working, like taking people's orders for ads on the, on either like the newspaper, like classified ads or for uh, some of the magazines. Like I would take the information and I would hand it off to, you know, the art people and they would create the ads and all that stuff. And so I started, I would walk around. Um, so I got into the habit of like buying cafecito, you know, coladas. Uh, Cuban espresso Cafe. and what you do in Miami offices is you know you get one of those things you get the big ones and then you go around handing it off to people mm. like it's crack and so everybody loves it and everybody loves you for it that's and, how you get in yeah no doubt and so that's what I would do and then little by little I started like seeing what other people did and I started seeing the more creative side of things and I, I remember once I asked my uh, supervisor if I could take a trip down to where they actually printed the newspapers, which is down, you know, like at the bottom floor. Um, and I went and I saw everything. And then I got to see like some of the people who like check the newspapers for quality and how they print and stuff like that. And so like little by little, I just started getting real curious about, you know, that entire world of advertising and all that stuff. So um, during that time, a friend of mine came and he told me, Hey, I'm working at this company that's teaching about sexual abstinence in public schools. At that point, my faith was a very important part of my life and it kind of led my entire life. And I was a proponent of sexual abstinence until marriage. So I was like, oh snap, yeah. You know, what do you what do you guys do? And he explained, you go into public schools and we hold these like uh, workshops for one or several days. And we talked to kids about, you know, the benefits of, of abstaining sexually until marriage. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm down. Let's do that. So um, and it is important to say that, like, my only goal in life at that point, really career wise, was to join, was to be active in ministry. That's what I ultimately saw myself in as a pastor, as an ordained minister, etc. So um, I started working with this organization and I worked there for two years. Now, while I was there, I started um, drawing caricatures of my coworkers in Microsoft Paint. Mm -hmm. And I was doing a really nice job, apparently, because everybody, like, people started giving me orders, basically. They were like, hey, hey <laughs> do me, do me, do me next. So um, 
I started getting known around that second floor for that as the guy who did the caricatures. And then a friend that I was living with at the time, he saw me doing a caricature uh, late at night as, uh, one day for, for a coworker. And he was like, hey, man, you know that there's better software for that, right? And I was like, what? <laughs> what is it? Like, there's this thing called Photoshop. After 10 years? I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's this thing called Photoshop. You should check it out. And I'm like, okay, I'll check it out. He told me it was like basically like Microsoft Paint, but, you know, on steroids. And so wow. he installed a bootleg copy of Photoshop in my computer. And then that was I fell in love, man. I started teaching myself how to use Photoshop. And I started doing just crazy designs with like photos that I would take of our friends and, you know, of people at church and stuff like that. Like I really got obsessed with editing photos. And then I started like dabbling into creating business cards as favors for friends and family and logos and things. So anyway, um, during that time, my now ex-wife, she brought up the point, like, why don't you turn this thing into a career? You know, why don't you just go for go to school for it? By this point, I was 23. My daughter had already been born. I was already married. And she encouraged me, you know, why don't you at least give it a shot? Go and see if you even need an established portfolio from, you know, from school and stuff to get into an art school. So I was like, okay, fine, I'll go. So I went and I took a tour of the Art Institute in, uh, in downtown Miami. And I was, man, I felt like, I felt like I stepped into heaven, man. Like when I walked around the halls and I started seeing like the work, you know, of, of students posted up on, on the walls as we walked down through the hall. Um, and the Art Institute encompassed various forms of art, not just graphic design, you know, everything from web design to photography to web, to um, fashion design to culinary arts, like cooking and stuff. So there was just all sorts of creativity all around me. And I felt like this is incredible, you know, like to go to a place where everyone is all about creativity is something I could only have like dreamt of. So I had a... I had a meeting with an advisor and she answered all my questions, you know, and she was like, no, you don't need a portfolio. It doesn't matter that you didn't take art classes. Like, you know, you will discover along the way if, you know, this is for you or not. And so, so that was it. I enrolled. Um, by the way, one of the best experiences, man, is when I walked into the computer lab and it was all Apple Macs, just <laughs> a room for Macs. It was... <laughs> It was heaven. It, it was that. that this is, is not a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like hell to me. I don't know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so here's what I ended up doing, and I'll, and I'll and I'll fast forward the story a little bit. I I started going to school. I enrolled in the art institute, and it was tough as shit. It really, really was difficult because, like, a difficult period of time. Because again, I was already a father, and. Mm -hmm. I was putting in heavy, heavy hours ministry wise, because that was already by this point, I was ordained as a minister. I wasn't being paid as a minister. So all my work was voluntary. Mm -hmm. So I was putting in heavy hours ministry wise. I was putting in obviously my time as a father. I had a full time job and I was going to school. Wow. So there wasn't wasn't a lot of sleep happening for me during that time period. <laughs> um, but I started getting so into the entire culture of design, you know, like what I saw my professors talking about, 
what I saw, the guest speakers that they would bring in, you know, heads of creative firms, heads of advertising agencies, marketing agencies, people from the fashion world in Miami, of course, is a city that has such a vibrant design culture because of, you know, being Miami, that the people that they brought in, they all brought like different perspectives on the world of design and different routes that you could possibly take after you graduate. So um, what I did is that I went to my boss in that nonprofit and I told her, um, would you let me put into practice what I'm learning by letting me rebrand this entire company and I won't charge you a dime? The only thing that I ask is that you allow me to take all that work and create like a formal case study out of it so that by the time that I graduate, I can actually walk out with real world work, like a real example of here. I did this for a real company. It's right there. You could see, you know, visit it and see everything I did. Um, and she agreed because, of course, nonprofits, <laughs> they're all about donations and stuff. So she was like, are you sure this isn't going to interrupt with your normal work? I'm like, no, no, not at all. And so that added on another layer of work because I was doing that, that stuff like late, late at night. Um, so then I got sort of scouted out by this other uh, nonprofit uh, education company that taught about um, drug uh, anti, not drugs, like promoting drugs, but that taught about, um, you know, abstaining from drugs in public schools and middle schools and high schools throughout, um, throughout Dade County. And she offered me, you know, slightly higher salary. So I immediately, you know, I was like, yes, yes, let's do it. That's cool. And it seemed like a funner company. So I joined that company and Within a few months, I did the same thing that I had done in the other company. I, walk, I went to her and I told her, would you let me apply my skills that I'm learning in, in the Art Institute to this company? I won't charge you extra. I'll do it on my own time. Just let me take it you know, as a portfolio item. And she said, yeah, of course, absolutely. So I started doing that stuff. I worked on their website, um, worked on a, a, their curriculum because they had like very loose like copy, like Xerox copies and stuff for their curriculum that we handed out in the schools. So I redesigned the entire thing and made it look like energetic and vibrant and youthful. And um, I even did like wow. a, some amateur video work and stuff like that. Everything, when I look back at it now, is hideous. It's horrible, horrible work. I look at it and, and, and it's shameful. Mm. But by the time that I graduated and I graduated from the Art Institute while I was still there from the digital design program, um, I graduated while I was still in that nonprofit. Sure enough, I was able to walk out with two real world case studies of work that I had done as bad as it may seem now for a recent graduate, you know, for a new graduate, that's a big deal because graduates are typically, you know, when they graduate, that's when they go out and they start trying to seek out opportunities for work. So that opened the door for somebody from my church at that time to um, invite me over to work with him. He had just uh, been, um, made the uh, general manager of a metal distribution company that they distribute aluminum and galvanized steel. And he told me, look, I can't justify a salary for somebody who is only going to be doing design and stuff. But if you let me, if you take on the, the offer, I'll make you half sales ugh, and <laughs> half, half marketing. Like I'll say that you're the guy who handles our marketing and that'll give you, you know, the opportunity to do, your design stuff. So I was like, yes, yes, let's do it. I take it. I take it. So then um, I got hired there and that became my real 
laboratory because I had complete control over what I was going to do with that brand. So I rebranded the thing from scratch, created the website, created all the marketing materials. And by this point, my skills were starting to you know increase a little bit. And I had a really interesting challenge, which was that metal extrusions are extremely boring. So I was like, how do I make this thing look interesting? And so I started, I grabbed my camera, I brought in my camera and I started taking pictures myself of these metal extrusions and like playing around with a whole bunch of angles. The guys from the warehouse hated me because I kept asking them to move around stuff in these random positions. (laughs) But the point is that by the time I finished, I made that brand look appealing, you know, something that is typically pretty, pretty boring and dry. And that opened up the door to my first job in an actual marketing company. And it was my first full-time design job. And that was a dream come true, man. I remember the night after I got hired, um, on, on the day that I got hired, I got home and I told my my wife at that time, like, oh, my God, you know, I, I got it. I got the job. And I was so excited. And I was so excited that I drove all the way back from Kendall to Coral Gables just to go and, like, park in front of the office again. <laughs> there. But I just wanted to stare at that place because it was my first design job. It's like the it was the validation of all the hard work, the lack of sleep. Oh man, it was so satisfying and so um, like rewarding. Anyway, so um, I'm having a great time in this marketing company, and then the owner of the marketing company decides that she wants to become a coach and a speaker, and she shuts down the company. And so that forced me for the first time to go into freelance mode. And so I did freelance for about two years. I did some work for her because she still retained some clients. And then around that time is when um, I decided to move up to Tampa after those couple of years of doing freelance. And uh, so I started job searching and I found I landed a job with a company owned by some really, really beautiful people. Um, I got there. These people placed their trust in me to a great, great degree. Um, and they allowed me to help that business grow. They allowed me to expand my skill set in ways that I really, you know, never imagined. Um, I was able to build a, a creative team for the first time. So I started actually leading designers and writers and web developers and stuff like that. It was such a huge concentrated period of growth. Um, and uh, so, yeah, that's basically um, I became creative director during my years there. I was there for about six years. So I went from senior graphic designer um, to art director to associate creative director to then creative director. And um, it's been it's been an awesome journey, man. Um, that company eventually shifted its focus in a huge way to work exclusively with franchises. And so we kind of focused in completely on franchises and we were working with two franchises primarily. One was a franchise uh, of barbershops. The other one was a franchise of donut shops. And we focused in all our, all of our energy on that. And then when COVID-19 happened, (laughs) barber shops all had to shut down and the donut shops all had to shut down. I believe the donut shops might be in legitimate risk of just never not recovering from it at all. Um, The barbershops, I think some locations probably already closed down. Uh, But we had to close down, basically. 
you know, the marketing company that I was with for all those years had to close down, had to close shop because there was just, you know, there was no money coming in. Um, I know that within the marketing and advertising industry, um, with COVID-19, you were either in, you were either servicing the perfect type of client that needed to, that was going to stay afloat throughout COVID-19, or you were servicing the absolute wrong type of client and you're, Mm -hmm. you're going, you're tanking so that we were in that category, unfortunately. Um, so the, the, the business, it did it permanently close or pretty much. Um, so basically what ended up happening is that, you know, this was the first time that I found myself unemployed and God, I, I, I can't even, I don't think I've ever been, like consider consider myself actually unemployed. I don't think I've ever been in that spot. And this was the first time. And so my initial reaction was, oh my God, you know, what am I going to do? Where am I going to do next? But then I, I kind of like paused since the whole world really paused, you know? And I kind of paused and started really thinking about like, wait, 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 wait. You know, let me use this time to, you know, see where things start going and where how things start moving. And um, so I decided, okay, I'm going to, I'm a free agent. You know, like I'm going to I'm going to just, you know, put the word out there, see who needs some contract work, some freelance work. And that's where I started building, you know, several connections. And so one company um, hired me for a period of eight weeks from an old client that I had from before. But this time is in a different capacity, you know, because I've you know, the growth that I've that I've seen in my career during the last few years. And now I'm still working with the owners of the marketing company that I was employed by we're just doing things on a freelance and contractor capacity, but we're, you know, we're working on a couple of, you know, individual projects. So this is a really, for me, it's a really interesting time because um, I discovered this passion, you know, for everything that has to do with podcasting. And I've already gotten two offers um, to produce and actually get paid for producing podcasts. One from my previous employers they've got a brand that they've been building for several years uh, that deals with the 55 plus crowd. So they want to create a podcast targeting them. Um, And then I've got another option with this other company that hired me during these eight weeks uh, for a client of theirs because they work with with speakers and coaches and stuff like that. Uh, That guy, one of their clients, he wants to uh, begin his own podcast. So that's really interesting. You know, this whole podcasting thing started for me. back in January that my son and I decided to just launch Decology 101 out of nowhere. And sure enough, man, like (laughs) it's become, um, it's suddenly become something that I have an opportunity to, to, to get paid for producing. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to turn that down. I'm going to walk through that door. That's kind of like the whole mood of, of where I was since I found out that I that I was getting, you know, uh, laid off. It was like, I'm going to see what doors open. And, you know, if the door opens and it's not something that I'm completely jarring with, then I'm going to explore that option, you know? And so this podcasting thing has been that also, you know, it's been one more door that's opening and one that I'm really curious about what direction it can go in, where that can lead. Um, I know this for a fact. I'm not in a hurry and I'm not going to be in a hurry to employ myself anywhere in house. And I've already got a discussion going with the people that I've been working with during these um, current eight weeks um, about what the future can look like once 
things start normalizing. Um, and I was very clear with them about the kind of lifestyle that I value right now. Uh, I love the fact that since the start of this year, when I started working remotely, because uh, the company, the marketing company I was with decided to go remote at the beginning of the year. So when I started working remotely, it, it allowed me to like reshuffle my life in a way. And I've been able to um, s structure my time with my kids who live with me half the time in a way that I hadn't before, you know? So I take them to school, pick them up from school. I'm able to be much more accessible for them because I'm working remotely. I'm working from home. I want to keep that. I want to maintain that. And so I had a very open conversation with the owner of this company that, that, that I'm working with right now. Um, and I told her, you know, would you be willing to let me retain that, that freedom of managing my time and stuff, just as so long as I'm delivering results. And, you know, she seemed to favor that, that, that idea. So, so yeah, um, I'll keep seeing where things go, what doors open, but um, I'm enjoying this time of uncertainty. I'm enjoying this time of kind of figuring out a new direction for, for me as far as my career path. It's been a, it's been a cool journey. It's been a cool. Wow. Journey. That's yeah, cool, I think this COVID-19 gave everybody the opportunity to, um, you know, make it a negative, make it a positive or just regroup mm -hmm. and see Big what time. else is out there. You know, um, let me ask you guys this, uh, with the things that you guys do, uh, do you feel like if you had a second opportunity, do you think you would take the same, maybe not the same route, but do the same type of work that you're doing now? Or would you see yourself doing something else? Or what would you like to do if it wasn't what you're doing now? Yeah. So, um, me, would I take the same steps? Um, would you be a personal trainer yeah. if they asked you, hey, second time around? you're going to do it again or you see yourself doing something else? No, no, I, I would, I would, because this is, this has always been a, a desire or actually this is the thing I was, I was headed towards bodybuilding more. <laughs> yeah. I, I never mentioned that. Yeah. I, I actually would have loved to be a bodybuilder. Like competitive you know? bodybuilding. Yeah. Competitive bodybuilding. Mm. You know, so the I full, had the like, talent. The, the full speedos, the full tanning, like the, the dark lotion and just, you know, going out there. Yeah. Yeah. Dark. Yeah. Dark butt cheeks, you know, that type of thing. But I'm telling you, yeah, not, 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 male not, stripper butts. Small jump. Those were butts. No, but yeah, man, I would I would have loved to be a bodybuilder, man. Honestly, I would have really liked that. And they they there was this lady that was a bodybuilder. She was uh she owned a you guys know Porky's in Miami. Um she owned the 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 protein shop or the supplement shop in in uh Porky's. And she actually was like kind of like she she was kind of like my like somebody that looked looked uh looked into me and was like, "You know what? You have a talent. You should do this. You should do bodybuilding." But she never like, you know, really you know, uh, gravitated on me and, and kept on, you know, persisting. And, and so I, I, I would finally, you know, get into that. But when she told me, I thought it was just like, I was cocky and I was like, nah, man, I'm not doing that. I'm not, I'm not going, going and freaking flexing in front of people on these little, you know, thong, whatever they <laughs> were, you know? So that was my mentality. Like back, like back when we were talking about the wrestling and things like that. So I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that, you know? But 
looking back at it, you know, when I got a little a little older, you know, I was still young, very young. When I was like 21, um, I was like, man, you know, I, I, I actually a little bit older when I was like 22 before my injury. I got injured like at 21 uh, on my chest, on my, on my pec. I was actually, uh, you know, just benching at the gym in Porky's. Funny that it happened in Porky's too. And I had stopped working out for a year. And then I went back into the gym and I thought, I, like I picked up some weight and I was like, boom, I hit it like nice and easy. And I hadn't worked out for a year, imagine. And then I was like, ah, you know what? I'll do the old school weight that I've done before. So I slapped on three plates on each side. And then I, w I was going down and my spotter was like in La La Land. And when I was going down, like, you know, young and dumb, like, I was going down and I just started shaking. But if my if my spotter would have been like right there, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have happened, you know. But so the bar just started going down on me and my chest just snapped. Like it just ripped oh, the tendon. And that was like that was kinda like that was a big scar for me in bodybuilding because bodybuilding you need to be kinda like one hundred percent. You're gonna be a, a great bodybuilder, you know. So it was after that, you know, after I got injured that I was like Man, bodybuilding wouldn't have been such a bad idea, you know? So um, I, I just felt like, I don't know, time passed by. And after my injury, I just felt like I wasn't, I pretty much wasn't like too capable, I think. And I just just put it to a side, you know? But that would have been something that I would have liked to do, you know, bodybuilding. That would have been pretty cool, you know, besides personal training, Ed. You yeah, know? You would have stayed in that same realm of, you know, fitness, mm -hmm. so... Yeah. Who is what? What would you have done? Like, uh, if you're yeah, not doing I don't what you're know, doing man. Now. Like, I was thinking, like, maybe even professional gaming or something. You know? Yeah. I, can uh, see you doing I mean, that. there's there's a lot of money in that, and very popular nowadays. Or or even like uh, streaming your your gaming sessions. You know? It's funny because like you you're you know our generation j just missed that. Yeah. Just yeah. Missed that entire world. You know? Yeah. Like really, it's like it's like the guys who are like twenty something right now. They were born at the precise time to jump on that entire wave. What is it that the competitive game, uh, video gaming is called? It's uh, esports. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's crazy that that is something that you can actually make serious money off of, man. Yeah, so, and they train. Like all they train is they they train by just playing the game and coming up with strategies, and that whole idea is interesting, but. Yeah. You know, it's like not something I would have thought of. Like back back in my 20s, I was playing Battlefield and, and I was really good. And even Battlefield 4, I got ranked to like the top 10. But there was no esports, nothing I could do about it, hmm. you know? Yeah. But here I am. <laughs> so maybe I would have done <laughs> something like that. <laughs> wow. How about you, uh, D? Um, I think uh, – some sort of engineering or industrial design. I like through, through my exposure to the world of design, I've gotten to get exposed to different forms of design. You know, like um, I admire photography a great deal. I admire architecture a great deal. Um, and, but in particular engineering and industrial design, like the creation of products and, you know, mm -hmm. objects and electronics and that sort of thing. Like it's, um, it's something that 
honestly, I would love to do anyway, even if that's not like a career path. I want to do it even if it's as a hobby. Like I want to bring something. I want to create something that that somebody could actually use to do something else. You know, because it's a very different satisfaction when you um, when you design something. You know, like in Tampa, for example, I got to work with um, uh, creating the special project for the Tampa Police Department. And my designs were on billboards on, in Tampa, you know, and I'm like, wow. yo, that's dope. You know, like there's a certain pride of, of seeing of your, your design up around the city, but it's a whole different feeling, I think, to create something that somebody's going to go and use to do to like, you know, do stuff, you know, around their house or whatever, you know, a product. Like if you design the radio and you know that now that thing that you created is going to bring entertainment for hours and hours and hours, you know, to a person. That's a creator's satisfaction that I feel like graphic design is never going to give me. So that um, product design, industrial design, some sort of engineering, it's something that, that I'm really curious about. So always in the creativity. That's no doubt, man. World. No doubt. Passion, man. That's that's my passion. <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't gone? Edgar, what about you, man? Uh, I'm going to throw you guys for a loop right now. Um, so a few years ago, uh, Ricardo and I wanted to put our, well, his skills that he'd been, you know, building for, for years. Wait, would you, would you want to be a male stripper? <sighs> I thought about <laughs> it, but I just didn't have the legs for it. Oh, okay. But, uh, when Ricardo was doing personal training, you know, we, we spent so much time together that we're like, you know, let's just, um, I would give a lot of massages in my days and. And it led to me wanting to be a massage therapist, which I went to school for and all that stuff. That's right. So we were going to combine our skills and, you know, Ricardo was going to take care of the personal training and I was going to take care of the, per of the, of the therapy. You know, he, he breaks them and I rebuild them. And I, so I still continue doing that. I, I do it more for in a pleasure sense. You know, I like to make people feel good and, and, you know, having, having them be able to like, you know, relieve their stress. So while doing that, and this is where the loop comes in, if, and I, I was actually looking into it before this whole COVID thing came up, uh, I'm actually working on trying to be a sex therapist. So yeah? nothing what building the? related, Wait nothing working. You uh, definitely took me through a loop there. <laughs> <laughs> nothing uh, creative, nothing like that. That's, you know, that's my love. That's always going to be there. But so Dr. Uh, Phil, hold on, hold on. But sex therapist as in a psychologist that, that counsels on the area of sex life along with, um, how to, uh, I guess, uh, you know, for those people that are losing the sex drive for those people that are not interested in anymore, just building that passion for them again. Oysters, uh, man. Oysters. <laughs> like oh, just guiding up, guiding them through the process and just making them find you know their their partner you know uh, attractive again and just the whole works of it um so yeah so that's something that i i, I started looking into it i even uh, ordered the information and all that and and it's i think about uh 280 hours if i'm correct and then uh, you got to apply more hours in like actual being in uh one-on-one -on -one with the teacher I, don't, I honestly don't know what that consists of but, <laughs> uh, yeah, but yeah i've always like hmm. I, I don't want to sound like a pervert on the air but it's just not like, <laughs> I, i've always like enjoyed like the whole obviously everybody enjoys sex but i like 
what leads to it, what can you do while you're doing it. The I don't want to use the word strategies, but just everything that you can implement into just you know, like the psychology behind or, it. Yeah, or pleasing your partner. Like there is so much way. It's not just get in and get out. You know, no no point attending. But I feel like we need some background music to this. Hey Ed, but yeah. I've always seen I've always seen you like a therapist, like like in terms of advice, like and people, many people have told you that you're like a good listener, and like then when you talk, you like give good. Like like good talk, you know what I mean. You you give good talk and stuff. So it, you like a therapist, you know. Yeah, so. just with a little twist. But yeah, that's what I'm gonna try to look into and see if I head in that direction. So many potential jokes and all the, and all that. But wait a minute, wait a minute, Doctor Edgar, Doctor Edgar. Yeah, and right? and like the, everything like started building up more when when like I said I don't want want to get too much into it will be for another episode but it's just that not every obviously in my case not every female is the same you know not all of them like the same stuff uh some are like just Word. let's do it let's done let's get out some are you know uh foreplay some are very different so it's just like everything goes back to just the whole therapy of it <laughs> so that's what i hope to do so hey Ed, what about dr dr edgar sex well that was the <laughs> I don't know if that's going to send the wrong message because I'm trying to help not to like prostitute myself. No, no. I'm saying your last name would be Sex. (laughs) Sex Doctor. Uh, Hey, but no joke with... um, I've had a couple or several experiences in in my time. But even doing with the massage... Sexual experience? uh, What? (laughs) Sexual experiences? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hold on, just yeah. a couple. Uh, I don't want to give the close to the number. It's I'm sorry, I was there. holding back this whole time for making jokes, and 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 now like you brought it back. So, um, yeah, it, it's up there. It's up there. And Dude, the was excited. Like, <laughs> and the experiences are like just stories in itself. But even with uh, doing my 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 therapist, like the I'm like doing my therapist, doing my therapy, and. You'd you be funny. Oh my god! <laughs> you'd be you'd be surprised at what they ask you for. You know, like just massage therapist. <laughs> like, you know, some, some. Oh, you're talking about your massage therapy classes? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I have an experience of oh, the, oh, okay. The therapist of sex. Like, I'm talking about like actual massage therapy. Like, they ask you for some stuff because you know, I I didn't work for an official place. Mm. When you actually work for an official place, something as simple as like, let's say I'm massaging a male in in that case, right? His his uh, towel would be around his waist. You're massaging. A, uh, hold it, hold it together. <laughs> the the female would be uh, above the breast, right? So something as simple as you know, you're massaging and just your finger going under the towel. Even just, <laughs> I try to stay like focused in this D, and I'm just watching you lose it. Well, so it's, as, it's the mix between the two things, man. <laughs> something as simple as like putting Put your like, fingers. Like your fing- the finger inside the towel, not to like do oh, anything yeah. appropriate, but just the, the <laughs> massage. Really itself, like you can get fired. Yeah. It happens. Like, you know, you're massaging and like the tip of your fingers go under the towel or whatever. Nothing to, you know, disrespect your, your client, but you can get fired for stuff like that. 
But when when I'm doing the massage therapy on my own and I have my own clients and, you know, they call me up, uh, some of them are my friends. Some of them are people that I've had experiences with and they ask you for all kinds of stuff. So that's kind of like where the whole idea built up to it. So, so yeah, that, that, that would be what I would gotcha. like to do. And that's what I plan on doing. And uh, once we actually can have contact well, with people. Definitely surprised. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You so, guys figure I will stay with the woodworking, huh? No point intended in that one either. Mm. Just, so who's going to be the first one to call Edgar <laughs> for advice? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if I would give you guys advice. I mean, I would, but I don't know how serious you would take it. <laughs> yeah, man. So, okay. So are we, we going to have an episode about, about sex, wants to be a way? sex doctor? Yeah. Apparently. Yeah. yeah, we and got uh, we heard about Louis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we heard about Louis, and then... But is there anything you guys... Would have because Edgar Edgar gave an example like he went he went from from a carpentry to uh, massage to <laughs> sex doctor <laughs> you know so I'm just it's like two laying, different experiences like different I'm just things. laying it out and then Lewis what would you um, rather do besides computer stuff do you have anything that is very different like sex therapy you know uh, music. Versus, Music, music. Uh, when it comes to uh, percussion, or uh, like I can't sing or anything like that, but or play an instrument. But just I've always <laughs> been interested in percussion. <laughs> it's true. That's pretty have cool. You ever, man. Have you ever sang in the shower? Everybody sings in the shower. Uh, um, no, not really. It's not. It's, yeah, yeah, beatbox in the shower. <laughs> no, Diego's no, a good no. beat, yeah, beatboxer, yeah, man. Like stop. he used to do that junk in school. Give us a little, give, him, oh, give us a little taste, at, uh, yeah. Diego. Beatbox. Oh, I did before, but I, I'll, I'll replay the, the 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 song for Edgar. Doctor <laughs> 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 Oh, there you go. Man, we could have just had you like being recorded when we did our intro. <laughs> so oh, music would be for you, huh, Luigi? That would be yeah. Uh, I think something completely different would be music. I always find it interesting. Okay, D, what would you do? Completely opposite of what you're doing now. Um, huh? It's a good question. Uh. Teaching, that's yeah for sure. I love anything specific or just you know molding the mind. Honestly, yeah. Any any um, I mean I'm oh, not gonna say any subject. Like I'm not gonna go teach accounting. <laughs> you know I dropped mm -hmm. out of that class. So, <laughs> but anything that that gives me an opportunity to you know to 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 just you know to mentor to impact you know students' lives and stuff like that, I I, I really value teaching. So yeah, I think that. Okay. Ricky? Yeah, man. Something that uh, didn't involve uh, training? Yeah, definitely. I, I still have this passion. I have a real big passion to, you know, to basically help people. Um, just do the things, follow the principles of uh, and the teachings of the Bible. You know, like, um, you know, give, give food to the widow, um, help the orphans. Help the people that don't have shelter, you know. 
What would that you classify that uh, classify that as under to like narrow it down? Yeah, that would be like just a, one thing. It would just be like a basically like an evangelist for people to kind of understand me, you know, like an evangelist, like go around and tell people about you know the teachings of God and also demonstrate them, you know, um, just just the. You know, like I would, I would call it. I would say, like a child of God. You know, just go around and 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 do things, kind of like what Mother Teresa did. You know, that's a really big passion of mine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I think we still have time to uh, do all that in our in our future. I think all those things are very capable of. Oh, definitely. So Edgar, Edgar would be the sex therapist, and I would be the Mother Teresa. You know. <laughs> No Those are two different <laughs> ends. <laughs> I guess uh, Diego and I are in the middle are... somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. All right, guys. Well, I think we had a another successful episode. So, listeners, we really appreciate you guys. You know, hanging in there with us uh, for tuning in. As you guys all know, we kind of spread out to all different platforms. You can pretty much check us out anywhere. We're also on Facebook. We're also on Instagram. So uh, please spread the word. Uh, we're trying to to get out there and just you know have you guys join us in uh, in our conversations. So uh, I guess what can we wrap this up with? What would we give our our toast to today? I think to making sure that you you know if you're gonna work hard, if you're gonna put uh, effort into something career wise, put it into towards something that you know, you're legitimately passionate about, you know, because I, I mean, just I, I can honestly say for myself that um, I don't uh, I don't I don't feel like it's work, you know, right. When wow. I, it's, yeah, I think it's, Diego has a has a great point, especially for like uh, any younger audiences that are listening, mm -hmm. you know, oh, you're debating, you're going to go to college. What are you going to do? Uh, think about what you like to do now and see how uh, or what careers are based around it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for for sure, you know, whatever it is that you guys want to do, you know, make sure it's for the right reasons. Uh, I know everybody's motivation is that money, but uh, that money doesn't matter when you're not enjoying what you're doing yep. and when you don't have yeah. the passion for it. So just make sure, you know, you, you stay true to who you really are because at the end of the day, it's going to bring, bring you right back to it. it. It all comes around. We started one place, and now we're doing what we love. So, so uh, yeah, cheers to that, guys. Let's, uh, and for all the listeners, uh, you know, just stay strong. This COVID-19 will eventually be over. We'll get back to, do, to doing what we do. And if, if this was a time for you to just, uh, you know, have that restart, hit that restart button, you know, things will all work out and just stay strong. So thank you guys once again for joining us and um, till our next episode. Cheers. Salud. Toast to you guys. And um, let's drop that beat. Hasta la vista, S.A. Remember to subscribe or follow the shows on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a single episode. You can also keep up with the guys on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.